Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Triple. And as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your sets. Yes, we are once again reviewing these classic romantic comedy from 1999 that is known as The Best Man. Mm. And this time, in this YouTube premiere of our review, we are blessed to be joined by a great friend of the show, <laughs> the co-founder, or no, excuse me, founder. That was about the same. Nobody was there with her. Nobody was there. Watch all that. Mm -hmm. It was just her and her shadow. I was like, it's her and Jesus. <laughs> the founder of the Black Star Film Festival, and one of those dulcet tones you heard on the Class of 1989 yes, podcast sir. series is our friend, Mayori Holmes. Hi. Mayori? Mayori. you back. Thank you for having me. This is, is this is the third time. It might be. I think it might be the fourth. Yeah. Is it the fourth? I think it might I be the fourth so. time. She, you know, you may already be. Well, see, we got to do the like Saturday Night Live. Oh, I get a or a blazer yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, all right. well, there you go. All right, well, that'll, we'll have it on the fifth. Okay. Okay. That is that is the rule. That is the rule. The fifth one is, is, is all yours. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be reviewing The Best Man tonight as we stream live to YouTube and Facebook from Young Junk. Right here in Maniunk. All right. Um, we are going to have a whole lot of fun and talking to Mayori about the best man and about the Black Star Film Festival, Absolutely. ladies and gentlemen, Absolutely. which is coming to Philadelphia in three weeks, August 2nd through the 6th here in Philadelphia. Um, the Black Star Film Festival, which I'm going to go out on the limb. Mayori won't say this. But me and Vince, we, we've done the tally. This is the best film festival in America. Hands down. Hands down. You know, you, you got your Tribeca. Yeah, Tribeca. Get the heck out of here. Get the heck out of here. And, and it, it, it's, cold. it's cold up in, you know, in, in, in Colorado. Sundanced. Sundanced. Sundance is way on out of here. But Blackstar just keep on giving. It yeah. keeps on giving and giving and giving and giving. And that is all because of you. And all jokes aside, you know we are we are big fans. Thank you. Like, you know, we are big fans of the Black Star Film Festival. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, like, um, the, the how Black Star, this is, what, year? It's number 12. Number 12. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah did you did you think when, when you started this uh, so long ago that you would still be here and it'd be thriving and, and big as it is now, 12 years later? No. No. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, the first time I did it, I thought it was just once. Mm -hmm. Thought it was one and done. Mm -hmm. So every year was a surprise that we were able to, you know, the first nine years, it was raising the money from zero to 100 every single year. So um, it, I did not know that we would be in this place. Oh, man. Now, if, if, if I can ask you, was there a moment in like in this gestation as Black Star is going on? Was there a moment that you think back on now? It's like this was it. This was the moment where it took the turn and it became a thing. Um, well, you know, it became a thing the first year. 
That's true. You know, true. to even do it again, it was because people were knocking down the door. Like, when is the next one? And we had so many people come out to that first one. People came from Germany. They came from, you know, other cities. Like, mm -hmm. it was like people were really serious. And Ebony called us the Black Sundance in year one. So it really wow. took off, you know, and it was just that was a shock. And then it continued to be shocks every year after. You know what? That's a that's very apt, like the, the black Sundance, because it's not just, you know, like if you're black, you know, all ones are welcome. You're very curated about how how you put this together. Right. Yeah, we are. That's been I mean, I started the festival wanting to have a space to curate myself as a curatorial project. I no longer program the festival, um, but um, that was the impetus for beginning it. And we definitely have a very, very strong curatorial hand. Um, we initially started out making the festival um, for Black people from the African diaspora. Mm -hmm. um, and then we expanded to include people of the global majority. So we often say Black, Brown, and Indigenous, or you know, if you have to say BIPOC, although we don't really like that, mm -hmm. um, that is who the festival represents. Um, but we're not just about representation. We're really interested in getting at form and how form can be basically like just torn apart, you know? Mm -hmm. Think about, um, the conversations that we've had with some filmmakers, Khalil Joseph, Terrence Nance, Arthur Jaffa, Jatavia Gary, like people who are thinking about film the way we do jazz. You yeah. Know? yeah. And you yeah. think about the the moves that people of color have made in music or in sports. And we haven't done that yet in film. Mm -hmm. Largely because it's so expensive. Sure. You know? So sure. it's it's challenging to be risky with such an expensive medium. Um, but there's a lot of room to push up against the form. I guess like the 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 experimentation more recently has been just because of the the equipment as opposed to like like the art form. Right. It seems like right. things are a bit more democratized just with cost. Well, no, <laughs> really? you know, really? I mean, democratized is such a tricky word because um, even if you get the film made, who sees it? Okay. You know? well, yeah, and so, so now audience is part of Yeah, the marketing and the tools that the big companies have, they still dominate. Okay. And streamers, you know, now dominate with the kinds of contracts that they offer. And mm. you know, it is not a level playing field, but people can experiment. I mean, our phones can make a high quality film. Right. You right, know, you right. can shoot in four K. And yeah, so you yeah. definitely can make a film very differently than like when I started grad school in two thousand one, right. you know, and like <laughs> had 500 gigabytes, you know, on something this the size of the side of the chair. And, and there's been at least one film at Black Star that was filmed on um, an iPhone. Yeah. So this year, what are the, what are the big highlights? What are the big... Uh, I mean, I, all the films. Okay. Can't, can't pick a favorite child. Uh, well, I produced a film that I'm excited about. Okay. I got it to the festival. No, you know. No preferential treatment. No at preferential treatment. No, really. Yeah, well, tell us about it. Yeah. Um, the it's a short film called um, "The Difference Between Us," directed mm -hmm. by Imran Siddiqui, who also works at Black Star. So you know, again, no, no, no preferential treatment. No, produced by the crowd. Neither one of us is on the program committee. Okay. Um, and it is a very rigorous process. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that film I'm really excited about. There, there are so many. I haven't seen a lot of them still, to be honest. Okay. And, um, but That's they. It's gotta be cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like your first black. Well, not your first, but you know. What I this mean. is my third yeah. not programming. Yeah, so you get to go with yeah. the rest of us. Well, 
there's still work that I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> I spend most of my days uh, shaking, you know, hands and kissing babies. Okay. So still trying to, I got to raise money for next You've raised year. us. You know. It's better than kissing hands and shaking babies. <laughs> this is true. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some, I'm excited. We have our lab films in our second year of oh, our okay. film, filmmaker yeah, lab. Yeah. So those three films will be in the festival. What makes a lab film? Is this just like how it's made or is it so for the last two years this is just our second cohort we have a year-round fellowship where philadelphia-based filmmakers um are partnered with a producer and then they get a supervising producer and then they get crew they get a budget and they make wow. a short film wow and uh the first year we brought on paid producers this year we also had a producing track Okay. So we had directing fellows and oh, producing fellows. That's smart. And they go through classes and training and script development. Um, and then they all shoot their films, usually in the spring. Then they go into post. And then we also walk them through distribution. So they premiere at the festival and then they go on to festivals afterward. Um, so in the first year, um, one of the films actually went on to Sundance after Black Star and then went on to some other festivals. Nice. Um, and that director actually now also works at Black Star. We keep it real close. You no, know? Look, look. <laughs> That's how you do it. Oh, I didn't know you could train to be a producer. There are producing programs, but they aren't popular. People don't know about them. I think the people often, you know, you produce by doing. Yeah. Um, and that is true. Um, I often say you can't uh, train a producer. You have to, they're born. But I do think that there are things to learn, right? If you have yes. the acumen. Yes. Um, in the room, people can't see, but my friend Katie is here. And uh, Katie and I started working on something, and Katie had not ever worked in film. And then she produced our first series of Black Star Live. And it was like, Katie's a natural-born producer. There are things for her to learn. Of course. But the personality and the disposition, I feel like you're born with. Um, so yeah, the people in our program, most of them have experience producing, mm -hmm. but they want it more, you know, and they wanted, it's nothing like, uh, not having to raise money mm -hmm. <laughs> and then to like focus on making the film happen. Right. I still feel like you should have like, like every festival should have like Mayori's pick. Like you should just be picking, making one movie, like <laughs> your stamp on it, you know, cause you're like your queen black star. You, no. should, you, you should. Okay. We'll make that happen. We'll make this with Katie. Oh, Katie, make that so. Make that so, Katie. I'll talk to the right people. All right. Green right. Black Star should totally be your Twitter handle. <laughs> this should be. Or Threads. Right. Threads. Look, do we have to go on Threads? Hey, man. You do. Kim Kardashian and Oprah are there. It's, it's a wrap. It's Threads. It's, I mean... It's, it's done. Part, See, she's part, also done. anticipating questions. Because my... <laughs> We're all gonna beat it. <laughs> so Black Star Film Fest. Very nice. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, well thank yes. you for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. And the run up to this is like I said, it's three weeks away, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. August 2nd through the 6th, they can go to it's Black Star. Blackstarfest.org is our website. And then all of our social handles is at Blackstarfest. There you go. Look it up. Tickets are on sale right now. You can get they the whole are. program laid out. Well, the other thing to share, I apologize, um, the festival is going to be brand new this year because uh, we're uh, no longer in University City. No. Nope. where we've been yeah, for the last of us right. festivals. That's right. We are at the Kimmel Center, 
and at Suzanne Roberts Theater Ooh. and Lightbox at University of the Arts. So it is Black Star on Broad is the hashtag. Okay. Um, our new hotel is a partner is the W. So, you know, Ooh. it's Black Star Jefferson style. We moved on up. Oh, my goodness. You know? Right. Oh, man. So I want to invite the Black Star. Good job. Very nice. Well, another thing I'm excited about is that the Michelle Mission is going to be a Black Star. We are. We are. It's true. There is a rumor yes. that we, and then how will we be there? What else is going on that we are? Yeah. So um, one a, a new um, element of the festival that we developed during the pandemic was a talk show called The Daily John. It was originally called Black Star Live, then it transferred to The Daily John um, because Queen Black Star would like to be uh, the Oprah of millennials. <laughs> sure, that is sure, my goal. Sure. And um, book man, I'm clear. I am clear. Uh, if anyone's out there watching that can make that happen, yeah, give me a call. Um, and so we had been practicing with this talk show element, but it was partly to create some camaraderie between the audience, the virtual audience, and us. And so the first year. Our hosts were all in their individual homes, you know, and we like created a Brady Bunch window and we, you know, did the show. The second year, there was no audience. And then last year, we had an audience and, and people really loved the show. This year, in solidarity with the writer's strike, we're not having a scripted show. Mm -hmm. So instead, we've decided to create a stage of talks and panels. So our panels will take place in the same place as the talks. And then one of our hosts has her own podcast and she had the really great recommendation to have, you know, her podcast be one of the hosts. And then I was just like, well, let's just open it up. I have a podcast. Y'all have a podcast. And so um, on the Daily John stage, which is what it's called, there will be a series of talks with filmmakers and special guests at the festival so that people get an opportunity to meet them kind of one on one. Mm -hmm. And then there will be panels. And then each day, a single podcast will record an episode. And I, and I were honored to be one. Yeah. Indeed. We're honored to have you. Yes, yes. And 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 you you dropped it, you kinda like snuck it in there, but Miori does host her own podcast, Many Lumens. Yeah, Many Lumens. Yes. Which yeah. is a very cool podcast. You are very good interview. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah good conversations. I'm like, I'm not adult enough for these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is I I'm like what was that? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Do what I'm saying, man. Look, they be bringing it down. They be bringing the vocabulary that right. I just, I am just not ready for. Right. I have to have a thesaurus out when I talk to Harry. Right. That's how it is. Um, but, but thank you for being yes. here. Absolutely. To talk the best man with us. Before we get into the best man, ladies and gentlemen, we are, as always, are going to get into our features. We're going to do things a little differently tonight, however. Uh, one of our features is the top five, where I give a a list to Vincent and he gives us his commentary on my list. And I do have a top five for tonight that is definitely in theme with the best man. But I'm going to save that for the end of the show. OK, for tonight. OK, so that means that we will now go into our other regular feature and that would be Six Degrees of Derville Martin. That's the key. Why you'd be surprised what a person can do with just a sense of touch and a sense of sound. Six Degrees of Derville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where I will get have two actors. Uh, I will give Vincent them one by one, and he will connect them in six movies or less to that 70s best man, 
Durham one man Hill film Martin. doesn't bore. Yeah, one, he was a one man film. Well, you know, he, he pretty much was. Mm-hmm. You, you really could just go the whole gamut. Have a Durville Martin film festival. You could. Um, are you familiar with Durville Martin? No. Durville. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we saw we cast her so fast to say, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> I was not warned of this. No one told me. No one expects Durville. Nobody, no one's looking for no Durville. No one expects Durville. Durville Martin is, um, did you see Dolomite Is My Name with Eddie Murphy yes. on Netflix? Mm-hmm. He's the character that Wesley Snipes plays. Okay. Who he, he was an actual actor, right? A character actor mm-hmm. all throughout the 70s. All the 70s. And you you blink and he was, he was literally all, in almost every other exploitation movie. Okay. And yeah. directed Dolomite. Oh wow! He directed Dolomite, mm-hmm. and yet he was such so ubiquitous of a character actor that not only does he show up in films such as the Black Exploitation films, mm-hmm. he also shows up in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and The Exorcist. Wow. And the Exorcist. no, not The Exorcist. Not the Exorcist. Rose, Rosemary's Baby. Wow. Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, I need my devil stuff mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> so you could connect him right to the world. Wow. As Vincent will show. Yes, tonight. Um, hopefully, six degrees. Six, six degrees. degrees. Films are less. Okay. okay. So, Vincent, yes. uh, are you ready? I am ready. Now, trying to keep this in theme, thematic. But I thought it would be too easy if I chose any of the actors from The Best Man. True. Many of whom we've already done. Yes. So, what I thought of, mm-hmm. if we were to do The Best Man today. A modern best man. These are two actors who I think would be cast in a a best man redo. Okay. So number one. Number one. In six films or less, Mm -hmm. connect Derville Martin to Jay Ellis. Jay Ellis. Okay. Well, this is how you get to, to Jay Ellis. Um, Derville Martin is in Derville Martin is in the final come down with Billy D. Williams. Yes, he is. Billy D. Williams is in um let's say Lady Sings the Blues with Richard Pryor. Let's say that. Richard Pryor is in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is in, um, oh, you know what? I might run out going that way. I was wondering, like, you're. I'm going to go run out going out. Okay, so let's, let me go back. Dever Martin is, of course, in um, Five on the Black Hand Side with Dick Anthony Williams. Dick Anthony Williams is with Samuel Jackson in Mo Better Blues, who's in, um, Not he's the one to get to. He's not because but, Jay Ellis is in the new Top Gun, and then Jay Ellis is also in. I would think Top Gun's right, right. So really, I got to get to Tom Cruise or um, Goose's son. Well, is there anyone from You People? Can you go from if you go back to Eddie Murphy? Is Jay Ellis in You People? No, no but can you get from New People to Top Gun? Is there a through line? 
I think to like you, you want to get the Top Gun, right? Trying to get the Top Gun. So you want to get the Tom Cruise, but what using Tom Cruise, you can get to what movie is he in with a black person? I was trying to get to Collateral. That's what I was thinking. Jamie Fox with Jamie Fox. And you were there with Samuel L. Jackson. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Durbin Martin is in um. Hell up in Harlem. With Fred Williamson. Yes. Fred Williamson is in Through the Hardway with Jim Brown. Okay. Jim Brown is in um every given Sunday any given Sunday. Oh, any with, given Sunday with, with with um with Jamie Fox. Jamie Foxx, mm -hmm. who is in collateral with Tom Cruise. Who's in Top Gun Maverick with Jay Ellis? Wow. Very good. There you go. Very good. That's very good. All right. Amazing. Oh, amazing is a very strong word. <laughs> that meaning that was amazing. But you I were stick by it. You were there with Samuel L. Jackson. Because Samuel Jackson was in Bojack Horse, not Bojack Horseman, Django Unchained with Jamie Foxx. Right, he should. And then was. you get to collateral. Yeah, that's true. true. So when you said that, that's where I thought you were going. Yes, right, I, I forgot about Django. And that's your favorite movie. In the D silent. That's what got me. <laughs> Who's next? Who you got? Speaking of D's. Jealous is a good one now. Go ahead. In six films or less, connect okay. Derville Martin to, to Dominique Fishback. Ooh. She's incredible. I love her. Yeah, I was not familiar with her before Swarm. Oh, yes, you are. She was in Rage yes. Max Flatness, season one. Well, movies. Oh. You, yes, you are. You, you're not thinking of the movie. There's a movie that I know you've seen, that I know you love. Tony Fisher. Yes, yes. I know you've seen it. Let's put it this way. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. I think we've reviewed it, so I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Okay, how have we reviewed the movie? She's in. She's like 20. Actually, she's she not. just looks twenty. She, she looks. She, she, she. I got fooled by the black not cracking. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was she in that I would know? I don't want to give it away. I got. I guess I got to give it away. Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm -hmm. We did not review Judas and the Black Messiah, but I thought you had seen it. I actually didn't see. Oh wow! Oh wow! She's missing a good one. Um, I can get to Judas and the Black Messiah though. Well, yeah, sure. Now I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Know, what else? Hey, what else is she in? Uh, she was in. Um, well, she's in the, the new Transformers movie. Um, <laughs> Where are you going with yes, I know. Um, but she's also in, uh, speaking of Jamie Foxx, was that movie on Netflix? Powerless or Powers? Oh, I never saw that. She's, she's good in that too. All right. We'll do Jewish in the Black Messiah. So that's, that's what Daniel Kalua and Lakeith Stansfield. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, I love black people. We made a fans film. Like, <laughs> God, what? That's his name. That's the Stansfield boy. All right. <laughs> Derville Martin is in. Oh, okay. Here you go. Derville Martin, and I'll go the way I was going to go originally. We're sort of that path. Derville Martin is in. Um, the final come down with Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams is in um, Lady Sings the Blues with Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor is in Which Way is Up with Margaret Avery. Margaret Avery 
is in the color purple with Danny Glover. Danny Glover is in, um, sorry to bother you, with Keith Stanfield, who apparently. I think you win it. No, that's fine. Okay, all right. And then the sixth is she's in Judas and the Black Messiah. There you go. With Dominique Fishback. There you go, Miss. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Well there done. You well done. I was hoping that you would pick Issa Rae so that I could bring up Regina Hall and use an original cast. Like, I was hoping I could use an original cast member. That would have been too easy. I know. That would have been too easy. Issa Rae's not that easy. She hasn't been in a lot of movies. True, but also Issa Rae, I think, and this, it, it probably is unfair to her, but I think that if you were to cast the, the movie right now, mm -hmm. They might say she might be a little too old or too well known for a redo of it. That's interesting that you too would well say known. she was too well known. Nia Long was well known. She was, but when actually listening back to the like when we uh, reviewed it before, mm -hmm. I was surprised that the uh, the best man was one of her first starring vehicles. Yeah, I was about was to say. No, it's two years after Love Jones. Right. Yeah, mean, yeah, but it, but it, but it, but like it's still one of her first ones. It's kind of like in, the, in like her coming out phase. Uh, it's like a leading woman to me. It is kind of, and you know, not to bleed into the review, but it is kind of interesting how the best man made some of these people black icons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you kind of, it's like sort of before best man, after best man. Yeah, and Nia Long is an interest because. But they love Joan. She was all, and that's after the Fresh Prince and the film where she was Ruby Goldberg's daughter. Okay, but the fact we don't know the name of Ruby, no, no, that one really helps. Or the icon stacks, Goldberg's daughter. Yeah, it was called like American something, and she was yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's also after um Boys in the Hood. Yeah, Neil Long's already royalty yeah. okay. by the best man. It's interesting. Did, Boys in the Hood, she's royalty. Yeah. Well, I just ever since y'all say that because I royalty. think that going into this movie, I think probably the royalty of this movie is probably Neil Long and Morris Chestnut. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Every, I don't know if I've told you all. My mother and I recast things weekly. I remember you saying that, and it would be fun to totally think about I, I want to do this exercise but maybe at the end of maybe our review end. yeah who is the new best man oh please I would fail though because I don't know anybody's name but okay I'd you be know, like that girl that girl was in that thing the one <laughs> the, hell the, the one you know that shirt and on that shirt but Issa Rae is a good one I think Issa would be a good um I also think Hollywood is even less risky than they were then and so they would really want to make sure that they have someone bankable so I think having newbies is less possible now. Like I feel okay. like now yeah. you have to have somebody that is gonna be good on Netflix, you know? Okay. And so I think Issa Rae would actually be like this seems like something. And we need some dark skinned sisters because the first round. Oh boy. Well, let's get into a review. <laughs> we'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. Why'd you really leave your girl at home this weekend? Because I wanted to hang out with the guys. 
you know, cut up with the boys before she came. Mm-hmm. When Harper Stewart agreed to be the best man at his best friend's wedding. Oh, Harper, hey. what's up, Harper? It was a reunion of old friends. Well, well, well. The gang's all here back in effect. Break out the 40s. But before the happy couple can walk into the future, I'm gonna go blind just looking at it. They'll all have to confront. You read my book? No. The secrets of their past. Jordan has my book. Quentin has my book. So you read my book too. You dog. We're talking about fictitious accounts of, of experiences that I've gone through. Ooh. That book being around this weekend brought back some wild memories. If they're reading it right. Don't make me hurt you. Look, Jordan, good girls never tell. Nothing short of a miracle is going to protect the guilty. You don't think that me has ever tippy-toed out the door on you once. I'm the first, the last, and the only. Really. Universal Pictures presents. You have no idea the amount of ignorant mess we're about to get into right now. Ooh, tell these country ass Negroes that we ain't serving no ham hocks at this wedding. God did not intend for us to be with just one person. <laughs> Jordan's the best girlfriend you never had. Have you ever actually had sex like that for real? Well, not exactly, but close. Well, where can a sister get some from? You know how many single honeys be at weddings? Nice boxers. I thought you were strictly a briefs man. My wild is song. Marriage is gonna curb that appetite for more women. In what world? <laughs> Tay Diggs, Nia Long, and Morris Chestnut. My hormones are raging out of control. I'm emotional. Good night. The best man. Can we at least hold each other? The best man uh, from 1999, just before his best friend's wedding, the life of a Chicago writer becomes crazy when his best friend guesses that his new his new book's story is based on his bride's fervent past. The best man stars, as mentioned, Nia Long, Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, Harold Perrineau, Terrence Howard, Sanai Lathan, Monica Calhoun, and Melissa D'Souza, and features Regina Hall. No, that's her coming out. Yeah, that's, that's definitely her coming out. How did they hit the lottery with that? Regina Hall is the best. The absolute best. Absolute best. And this film that was written and directed uh, by Malcolm D. Lee, mm -hmm. um, produced by Spike Lee, and was Mayori's request. Was it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can we do the best man, Len? Certainly. <laughs> For her fourth stop here on the Michelle mission, Mayori, what say you of the best man? You know, it's interesting. I uh, loved the film when it came out. Um, and I watched it again recently when the Peacock series the final chapters. Um, yeah, sure. the final chapters came out. So then I sat actually with my mother because it was over Christmas, watched The Best Man One, Best Man Holiday, and then watched the final chapters. And we watched them all together. And so it was really interesting to kind of like put all the stories in mm -hmm. one place. But mm -hmm. I got to say, The Best Man did not age well. Interesting. The, 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 Politically. Politically. Okay. Yeah. okay. There were things that now I would cringe at that mm -hmm. I remember just thinking were funny or, you know, whatever. And it was fascinating. Um, and, you know, I'm sure watching lots of things, they don't age well, but it was just fascinating, the kind of misogyny 
that was in all of them. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just some of the like jokes and things that I was just like, we wouldn't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what did age well though was Terrence Howard. That's true. That is his best role. Mm-hmm. I will stand by it. I, I will agree with that as yeah. well. And that that actually tracks throughout the universe, yeah. right, of the best men, yeah. right, uh, properties. Yeah. It, it 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 in a way makes sense. One because of the times, mm-hmm. uh, the the kind of like the blatant but quote unquote forgiven misogyny mm-hmm. that is on on view in this film yeah. because Mal- Malcolm Lee has said that you know his mission was to write a romantic comedy yeah. from the male point of view sure. yeah. so it, it kind of makes sense that that got a lot of that is like up front and center yeah. um for you to kind of like get a peek behind the the veil of like how the guys are talking yeah. actually so um and they're relatively young men no, no. I mean, I'm not uh, dissing them. These are men that I would have been dating. But it was just like watching it now and hearing the conversations and thinking about the, you know, the dancers and, you know, just the way that they're being referred to. Like just we have hopefully all changed. Mm-hmm. I definitely have changed in terms of like uh, my relationship to respectability. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it was just fascinating. But it was not a knock on the film. It's still really right. Still, really, we came away like enjoying the movie, yeah. enjoying the performances, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it and um, watched it again this weekend when I actually sat with the the universe mm-hmm. and watched it in in total. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself uh, watching it, and okay, yes, I fell in love with Nia Long all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest, I did. Um, because she was in her Nia Longest. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is... <laughs> but, 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 I, but I also found myself like, um, whereas at a top, one time I felt I maybe identified well a couple of the guys mm-hmm. there, I found myself looking at them and saying, seeing a little bit more caricatures, except in, like you said, the Terrence Howard um, character. He feels like the most fully formed character yeah. there um, because because uh, everybody else is kind of like playing like like, like uh, almost like a stereotypical role a little bit. Harold yeah. Prince knows the like the the the, the 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 best friend, good guy. Yeah, you know, Morris um, Chestnut's the the jock, mm-hmm. and um, the Harper Tay Diggs is you know the writer kind of smart guy of course he is also aka what is your uh, description for harper oh he's just the worst person to ever exist in fiction or non-fiction <laughs> in recorded history the worst worse than rami worse than like i don't like to speak in hyperbole but ever since we've been keeping records as a species mm. <laughs> Harper is the worst person in human record. Okay. All right. And where I don't know if I ever saw it. Like, I certainly didn't see it the first time, but then I saw the movie. Um, and the first time we reviewed it, I hadn't heard this your take yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I didn't see it that way. But now watching it, I'm like, oh, this guy is the, yeah. the total ass. The yeah. very first scene, like the very first scene He's an asshole with his girlfriend. Yeah. I'm like, wow. This one thing about him, he's consistent. Yeah. Like through the best man holiday, 
through the decade they cover in the best man the final chapters like harper is just terrible yeah but i think it's a testament to tay diggs how how charming tay diggs is i think what i what i enjoy about the best man is this real kind of time capsule yeah where you see these actors at this moment where they're so young mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 we say it on here all the time there are some people you understand why they became stars mm-hmm. like immediately and, and and you know besides terrence howard who i think is fantastic I, you know just to echo you two i think his actual performance is fantastic yeah nobody in here is doing like classic work but i think actor by actor they all have this it fact. It was a Destiny's Child of films. Yeah. Everyone yeah, was really yeah. like you. Yeah. Every single person is a lead. Yeah. And and yeah. you see it from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, I think the respectability politics, like you said, kind of bleeds off and it's a little cringy. It gets really bad it, in the current season. It's actually worse. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the, the, the final chapter is, is a whole mess. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I no, no, no. I do, I do always say that this is, I always felt like this is part of that crop of films that was sort of almost, people saw it as counter-programming, mm-hmm. like with all the hood films mm-hmm. and this, that, yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's like every Negro in this film is bending over backwards to let you know we're not like them. Right. We have credit cards. <laughs> We know about brunch and yes, I've been to law school and no, yes, right. Like, like everyone is very yes. sort of. Everybody's got their resume, on right? Them. Everybody, yeah. you know, like oh these, oh they all know how to use a salad fork. Like you know, and I think that's just part of the time. Yeah, but um, but it, at this at that moment, this was this is the template for everything that follows. Like, I, like I don't think they got it one hundred percent correct. Mm-hmm. Perfect, but they got it better than everybody else because everybody right. else is just trying to rip them off. Right, yeah. right, you know? exactly. Rip off that script, rip off the chemistry. Yeah, right. Of this, because that, that, yes, you see the star stardom popping off of them, mm-hmm. but the chemistry that they yeah. they exude, yeah, uh, actually works in this film. And except between Tay Diggs and Sonali, then except <laughs> it's never there thank the lord it's not there at all because when what's between between everything scotte and sana it's 2023 yeah i don't think it was ever there no in any of the projects no i know no i know because because i actually watch um chapters again Mm -hmm. before watching the film i Mm -hmm. watched this film today and watching i was like it's just why are they together why are they together yeah the negro proposes to work 45 seconds mm-hmm. after jordan says no this isn't happening yeah and he's like eh, well i guess i'll propose <laughs> at my best friend's wedding reception it takes some of the spotlight off of the bride and groom <laughs> i said this because that's what best men do yes Oh my goodness, he's so horrible. He is horrible. He is horrible from from. Well, that's the thing. Like the one thing I will say is that I don't understand why he is the best man mm-hmm. <laughs> because it is clear. It is clear, first of all, that 
everyone's best friend is Quentin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So despite whatever Harper and Lance say they have mm -hmm. got going, Quentin is everybody's best friend. Mm -hmm. Quentin's the one who is 100 with everybody. Right. He keeps, he is the one like, he jokes at merch, but he still keeps merch like, like this. Yeah. Like, right. you know, he's, he's the one who could tell Lance and Harper about themselves. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Lance and Harper, best men, I think it's just a dark skin thing. I don't think it has anything to do with actually being best, no, best Lance, friends. Lance thinks this is the man who introduced me to the woman I want to spend the rest of my mm, life with. Good like, okay. Like, he's the conduit that I got to her. He, I trust him. I love him. He is my brother. Yeah. And you know. he's, you know, Tootsie Roll like me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then there's that. Yeah, hey, ain't gonna trust no light bright name queen. So, back in 1999. Back in 1999. You know, sure. your bull coming out. Right, right, right. Y'all know that. So, kidding. But no, but I, so that's the one thing that like hit on me. Like I don't understand like why anybody is friends with Har with Harper. Yeah, because it's Tate Diggs and he's super charming. Is he? He is. Oh, he is. He's exceptionally charming. I was about to say, you cannot take uh, that away yeah, from Tay yeah, yeah. From Scott Tay. You cannot. <laughs> and this is my favorite fun fact when I found out that was his name. His name is... His name is Scott Tay. And Tay is from his family calling him Scott Tay. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I've never called him Tay again. <laughs> I'm calling him Scott. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. The other thing that I, I did notice watching this movie again, and again, I, I, I understand that this is because of the nature of the film. Mm -hmm. As much as they want to build up the ensemble, and the ensemble is definitely what is in place in Holiday and the final chapters. Mm -hmm. This film is first and foremost about the guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the women are just like afterthoughts. Yeah. Very like their whole stories. They're unformed. Much, mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like even like as much as we keep up from Nia Law, she basically is a chess piece in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and never mind your your girl Monica Calhoun. Or, yeah. Monica Calhoun. Yeah. She's like the dude in The Hangover. <laughs> right. She's it's like it's like you don't see her for most of this. She dies in the second. Oh my damn, Lana. <laughs> their agent is garbage. <laughs> Oh, I love Monica Calhoun so much. She yeah. just does not get her. No, none of them are formed. I mean, that yeah. that is really true. Um, and it's really, um, I think that's the thing that I'm like looking at it with. And yeah. I didn't know the piece about it being a rom-com from a, a male point of view. Like I just thought of it as like a black rom-com. So right. I was not uh, looking at it like that. So I think watching it and realizing how little agency the women have or like how little depth they have mm -hmm. um, and some of just the, yeah, the maneuvering between all of them, it just was gross. But, but that didn't, but that didn't hit you when you first saw it no i mean in 1999 i was 21 okay so you just you just get lost in it yeah i just thought it was you know funny and charming and yeah even with the second one i don't think i thought that either i thought it was so nostalgic you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. and then um it wasn't yeah it wasn't until watching it again this year that i had these thoughts in a lot of ways isn't that kind of mirror the experience of the movie so like as you get older right 
Like, like that's you, true. You know, I think or music or me, right? Any of it? Yeah. You, you know, I I said it a few minutes ago. I think what rang true about these characters is that they did strike me as how young, like you know, yeah. I'm a young professional in 1999. Yeah. And that's how people kind of carried themselves. Yeah. And I sure kind of myself. Right. Right. And then you get a little older, and you're, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's not as bad. And then by the time you get to the best man, the final chapter, people are. Halfway having an existential crisis. <laughs> what does it all mean? I was listening to our review uh, that we did before, and our guest at the time, Tia Whitfield, of um, I think she's got a, a company now, Sunkiss Media. It, it, she was mentioning that because you were talking about Harper, yes, what was going on about Harper, yes. But she was actually mentioning. I wonder what you think about this, Mayori, that she thinks the other shady person in the movie is actually Mia. She saw Mia as like the shadiest person in this because Mia knows about Lance and all the women that he's he's dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. And knowing about all of that, she just, you know, like, I ain't got no time to go messing around with like this dude, this dude. I'm just going to go bam right to your heart. Mm -hmm. And me and Harper going to get it on, right? Um, hmm. but do you feel like she sought Harper out or was it an outgrowth of their closeness? <clears throat> right. Like, cause isn't the story that they like Harper liked her first and then like, I, I don't think they ever, yeah. I mean, how did they, they liked he liked her like that. I was, I feel like there was like a, something they made up in the third Right. Chapter that well, there was like maybe something there. Well, just in but. this in this movie. Yeah, just, and, sorry, and, sorry. Let's and, do it. And Harper is an unreliable narrator. Right, right. <laughs> but going by the book, yeah. she sought him out. Right. Yes. Because right. of Lance's because of the relationship with Lance. But does that make her shady or does that make her wounded? Because hurt people hurt people, right? So is that her reaching out like, you know, if if I don't have any agency. Mm-hmm. In this narrative, mm-hmm. and my tool as this person's chess piece, the way to get back at him is this. And does that do make her correctly a villain? I'm going to die with this secret. <laughs> like, hopefully, some dumbass isn't going to write a novel <laughs> about it. Yeah, and I'm just going to, you know, go to my grave with this secret. I don't know if it makes her a villain. She's definitely not the like pious person that. Lance needs her to be. I think it complicates right. her. I think it complicates. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, and, and and I don't think Tia's viewpoint that it, it villainized her in any way, but yeah. just like there was a, she was a lot more complex than the movie mm-hmm. trying to make her out. To yeah, well, because the thing about it is that we are all capable of darkness, right? Yes. No one is pure light, mm-hmm. and so I think we have to embrace that we all have that in us. So even this concept of villain mm-hmm. is sort of like. Things people become villains, mm-hmm. and so you know I'm not trying to like do the Joker or anything right now, but it's sort of like I, I don't even know if Tay Dix's character is a pure is a villain. You I know, mean, when we meet him though, <laughs> right? No, it's mean, pretty consistent. He does pretty bad things. Yeah. There's good people on both sides. Consistently, <laughs> yeah, I would say he's a villain. Okay, I would say yeah. he's. I mean, he's. We're not getting into the rest of the universe, which yeah. we could we certainly go yeah. there. Yeah. He's pretty. Well, what I think is fascinating, and I don't know, you know, I don't know Malcolm Lee, but I wonder if in between the time of the best man and the best man holiday, Mm -hmm. Malcolm Lee kind of saw people talking or or just looked at it himself. 
where they kind of lean into it. Yeah. Where Harper becomes progressively worse <laughs> with each project. Yeah. I mean, is that true? It's true. No, he does. He does. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know whether or not he leans into it. Uh, there's a part of me that wants to think that he's just trying to be kind, but I think he's just kind of like repeating some of the same kind of bits, just trying to find other ways to just say the same things over and over again. Mm. Especially especially by the time you get the final chapters, which unfortunately has eight hours to fill. And he is like, <laughs> he's just, now March is an MMA fight. It's <laughs> like, wow, I feel like we've lost the thread a little bit. Damn man, there are threads that are lost. Like what? What a call that's in 1999. No, there's there's a whole lot of threads that are lost in yeah. in, uh, in by the time you get to the final chapters. Yeah. You know, um, the shame of it, the, the only shame of it really is of this movie is that Regina Hall doesn't show up till like the last 20 minutes of the movie. You know, in the first best man, in the first best yeah. man, in the first best man. Um, and even then, she's not given much to do. Yeah. But but she was completely unknown. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. I, I, because what has she done before this? I had never seen her before. I think this is her introduction. Yeah. Yeah, but she popped. She, she popped she immediately really off the screen. Yeah. Like stumbles into this extra piece. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And steals the show. The other person I was trying to look at, because listening to our review, you were saying that you had a soft spot for Monica Calhoun. I do. I still don't see it, but God bless you. But don't do that. No, no, it's just it's not, like I don't it's like she's not given so much to do in this film. Like, you know, OK, I don't see what is making her this this special thing. But I was also looking to see Melissa D'Souza. Mm -hmm. And because you mentioned about how she is always kind of played like the 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 leads best friends, girlfriend right. in a lot of a lot of roles. Right. And looking at her filmography. That's kind of like where she yeah, unfortunately she gets, gets stuck she gets there. Lost She's always in, kind of stank and kind of, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, you know, there, I think, I think I see a little like there's more there. Mm -hmm. Just trying to take the best man on its, on its own and not forgetting what happens in the chapters. Mm -hmm. And I think, okay, I think there's a little bit more there, but she definitely is played as like, you know, the, the comic relief a lot of times. Yeah. In this role. Well, right. I mean, Anil Long is the trope of the successful one right. without a man. You know, right, and it's right, like, right, right. you're all taking on these tropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I definitely see the, the inkling for, for more there. And, um, you know, they try to explore it in, in the chapters. So so that we can get to the chapters, because I, I, I so want to go there. I mean, are you going to skip right over Holiday? I think holiday is super important in the best man mythos. Okay, no, no, we can go holiday. The best man universe. No, we can go holiday, but I, I, I want to tie a little bit of a bow on the, on this film. The film we're actually here to tell yes, absolutely. The best man. Look, look, look. How have you not seen the best man? Of course, you're going to go see the best man. Everybody needs to see the best man. Okay, okay, but would you still recommend the, the best man? One hundred percent. It's, it's definitely, it's a capsule in time. It's yeah. foundational to black yeah. film and black culture. Like, you gotta know the best man. Okay. I mean, I, look, I gotta ask the question. You're the one for structure. I am. I gotta ask I the am. question. Yeah, but I mean, it's the best man. I feel like, you, you know, this, why we, you know, I feel like part of the reason me or we chose it. Because, you know, we just talk, right? Yeah. Like, we all knew about the best man. Like, she didn't pick some obscure Caribbean film that they only showed at the Schromberg 
1972. Which is what I wanted you to do. No, no. I said, oh, Maori is going great. <laughs> you, you, you don't know how he's not lying. He's not lying. Yo, Maori's going to be on the show. Okay, what's she doing? I said, well, yeah, just let her pick. Maori picks up. She picked the best man. I said, like, oh. Yeah, because I feel like that's fun. <laughs> I'm here to have fun with you. <laughs> I'm just going to do some stuff work. Right. Right, Maori's supposed to come in here and they put this together with field songs <laughs> from Memphis in 1925 and Terrence Nance put it together and did the ukulele music and I'm like, wow, go on, Maori, talk that talk. <laughs> yeah, all right. So you don't I'm know. Sorry. Next time. Next time. <laughs> Next time. Next time I'll give you an obscure right. Caribbean right. art film. Right, from like 19... From 1986. 86. Yeah. That they found in like a suitcase in a warehouse. It only shows in 16. Only. Sh only. <laughs> only. <laughs> Next time she's going to come in with roll bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we'll be discussing rollabouts <laughs> and the various ways that they hid that Megan Good was three feet taller than Little Bow Wow. You'll notice in the first scene, he's always wearing roller skates. He's constantly moving. In this skates. scene, Megan Good is actually on her knees. <laughs> you ever notice that in rollabouts? Like, do you ever notice that? I've all seen it. Oh my goodness, you've never seen Roll. It's not bad. But they do all these tricks. But don't choose it. <laughs> yeah, don't choose it. Don't choose it. No, don't choose it. Felix Songs. Yes, yes. Found in a warehouse in New Jersey. We're gonna do Diary of an African Nun. That's what we're going to do. You know? All right. But yeah, go ahead. Would you recommend? I would, yeah. I mean, I, th I think to your point, one, it is the launch of all of these actors. Yeah. So if nothing else, to see them at this point of their career, I wouldn't necessarily recommend the other two. Uh, they're not necessary, but I think The Best Man is part of um, a moment in cinematic history with the, you know, these kinds of films. It definitely, it ends the chapter of that starts. I mean, really, if you want to do like a historical arc, it's like you start with Nia Long and Morris Chestnut in Boys in the Hood and you end with them in The Best Man. Mm -hmm. That really cements that moment of 90s indie film. Right. Like those years between 91 and 99, that's the end. The mm -hmm. best man puts a bow on it. Right. And if for younger people, I think, who maybe haven't seen it, it's like to look at that and then look at Insecure in a different light. Right. To then look at, you know, Run the World or, you know, any of these other sort of newer takes on the sort of black bougie rom-com, mm -hmm. I think to see the, you know, their forebears would be fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Also... And, you know, the other thing we didn't say about the new series is they all still look amazing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what a blessing. They were all oh. alive and they all still look incredible. Some of them better. I see it all the time. The biggest flex. <laughs> and I don't know if it was in Holiday or in the chapters where they did the age progression, which with each actor. Oh, wait, I missed that. Each, I, think I think that's chapter. Is that in the chapter where, where they show them from Best Man <laughs> and, the, and all of them? Yeah. I was like, boy, they these these black folks, they doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think Tay Diggs and um, Morris Chestnut look better. They now. do look better, especially. Yeah. Mm. They do. You good? I had this in a moment. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you heard <right> over there? 
Morris Chestnut in the chapters when he's grieving his wife and he has all the, you know, company. Mm. Oh, not at the swimming at the swimming pool when he's about to get into the swimming pool? No, no, no. When they open that door and he's... Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I always think that's because he has that robe on and I always feel like that was Malcolm Lee saying he gave the brothers Neil Long in the robe mm-hmm. in, in The Best Man. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a tit for tat yeah. thing going on. That's a good one. Oh, well, she, she gives him plenty of Morris. <laughs> in this case, cause, I mean, because that I'm thinking of when he goes to the pool and he like totally goes sans robe yeah. and anything else. Before he dives into the pool, I feel like he eats a lot of lean meat, <laughs> vegetables, probably more cardio than lifting. Like he wants to, don't, don't want to. Well, that's true. Now, I I never felt my age anymore than there's a scene in the chapters mm-hmm. when him and Tay Diggs come into the house and they uh, seemingly have just played basketball, mm-hmm. right? I say seemingly because they look like they just got out of the roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but OK, they said they just play basketball. And they're easily like the the movie makes no the the series makes no uh, doubt. Then how all of these people are like in their late forties, early fifties. Mm-hmm. They sit down in the kitchen after playing basketball, and they're still breathing. <laughs> That's a lie <laughs> because I am older over the fifty. I've played basketball. There's no breathing after you play basketball when you're over 50. There is only resuscitation. Right. right. <laughs> that, is it. that is it. I feel like Morris Chestnut probably has a... It's not even fair. I don't like Tabo. I don't mean a Tabo. And, and Scott A, you know, if you watch a buddy friend, he's, he's very fit. He's also the one that's dancing. He's probably swims. Yeah. Probably a swimmer. Pilates. Pilates. Some Pilates. You're right, right, right. It's yeah. easier on the joints. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So let's go to a, a holiday because holiday is. Who? Well, you know what fascinates me about holiday? Pace. It's a completely different tone. Yeah. It's a totally different Where, again, I, I think I always forget how frothy Best Man is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Best Man doesn't get really messy until the fight. And even with the fight, it's almost played not for less, but like you you know, it's like it's not played like like it's not like right. It's danger. almost yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But best man holiday is like Yeah, and just to give people the the, the 411, Best Man Holiday, which came out in 2013, mm-hmm. when college friends reunite after 15 years over the Christmas holidays, they discover just how easy it is for long forgotten rivalries and romances to be re- ignited and and this is the the film that where now regina hall is really made a member of the right. of the cast because she's married to merch they're 15 years in they had the kids yeah. um it kind of deals with a little bit of reconciling of her past as, as a stripper mm-hmm. um that's played up for laughs if you want to and i i could that's a cringy moment for me yeah. i was about to say i don't know how much that's played for laughs yeah it's kind of well, I think there's some laughter about like yeah. how like this video of her gets out um, at a bachelor party and like there's laughter about how the video is kind of like passed around. Right. Like, I think there's I think there's 
they're mining that moment for last because in the zeitgeist at that time is very much about like sex tapes being freely distributed all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is very cringy the way that all plays out in that film. And it gives the film a very, like you said, frothy is like what you would bestow upon the, the best man. And considering that this is called the best man holiday, Right. You would think there would be some froth here. Well, there is froth <laughs> when they do the new edition scene. That's one scene. <laughs> well, I mean, it, okay, and that's the scene that they play all the time. And is what's her name? Coffin by then? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's in the back, like coffin coming up with that wrong consumption. She got consumption. Actually, sat in there. I said, I know they're not about to kill Monica Calhoun. <laughs> Dude, you know what? The second somebody coughs, I know. Well, she looked all frail, and then they said it on screen. Yeah. Like, what was it? Why does she look so frail? Yeah. I said, Lord, they about to kill Monica Calhoun. Well, you could tell when she opened that door, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Oh, when you, like, go back and watch, and then you're like, oh. The yeah. signs were there. Yeah. It yeah. was all there. Yeah. But, yeah, this film just got, has a very off-kilter tone to it, man. I just, I, I... Found myself watching this movie and just like, ooh, I am not enjoying myself at all. Yeah. I really like Morris Chestnut in The Best Man Holiday. Still. Yeah, I think he does. You know, I never thought Morris Chestnut was the best actor back in the day. I mean, he's pretty. But I think he's growing into it the older he gets. Mm -hmm. And I really liked (laughs) I liked him in Best Man Holiday. I did. His acting, his performance. I didn't think much of him in The Best Man Out. He's a satisfactory. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take the gentleman and see. <laughs> Mike's husband would say pleasant. He was pleasant. He's pleasant. He's pleasant. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But they're a little older. Yeah. And I do think as you get older, things aren't as frothy. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Life gets. about that? I mean, not all the time. Yeah. No, like, why do you say that? Well, no, I mean, we're going to, I'm not going to veer us off, but I mean, in terms of a film, you can mm-hmm. make a film frothy with older people. Oh, yeah, but, you know, not these people, because you know when they were young. Okay. Like, I feel like if you have older people frothy, you got to start with them old. Mm. No, I don't agree with that. No. I think, I think this film could have been a little bit. It, it could have been a hell of a lot lighter. <laughs> lighter than it, than it was. Uh, hey, y'all, I feel better. I understand. I I get. What, I think I get what you're saying. And that, like, you know, life gets more complicated yeah. as you get older. So yeah, I, th- there's that. But I think the the way that this film handles it is is not very. It it, and it also felt like the writing in this one wasn't as sharp. It felt like things just kind of happened because the plot said it had to happen as opposed to like just there's more of a natural feel. I, I said it when, in our review. I thought that this the best man holiday was a cash grab. It was just an opportunity by then. While all of them are kind of like well, most of them are like stars, you know, some of them have maybe lost a little bit of their sheen, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not getting the roles that they always going for. They're getting a little older longer in the tooth as far as like, you know, the zeitgeist of the time. And you kind of like fall back on where, where people know you best. And I felt like there was a lot of that on. And now because of, you know, it's not just the four guys. Now, Neil Lawless and sure. I, Lathan, uh, Regina Hall, right. they've all got, you know, 
the got same got gravitas. Yeah. And and all of the women probably got more gravitas in their careers than Harold Perrineau. At, at that, that time, time, right. I think so I was probably the biggest at that in 2013. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, so now you've definitely got to- Although Harold Perrineau was on Oz. He was on Oz, but I don't, like, I don't think like- Everyone knows his name. Yeah, like he's still, he's like he's that, that guy, guy you like, right? You recognize that guy. He's the, what's his name? Darrell. He's, he's Durfield Durf- Martin. Spongebob Durfield Martin. He's Durfield Martin. Durfield. Don't do that. To I was about to say. He's, he's, he's not Durfield. That's where the brother works. Yeah, if you've seen Durfield, that would be a bad Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, brother does work, though. He does work. He does work. Like, so, but now, because of that, now you've got a big, you've got to give them something to do. Yeah. Right? Or, or, you know, at least make them at least more prominent in the yeah. script. Sure. And now that bloats the script a little bit. And, and I, I just think. It, it loses their way trying to find everybody. And that's why they got to knock off one of the women. We know that. I mean, she's barely in the first one. <laughs> All the more reason. Do you have any particular memories of Holiday? Um, I mean, we've discussed the coughing of blood and the <laughs> audition dance sequence. And... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I think one thing I appreciated about it was having them all in that house. I think they were all at Monica and Lance. Mm, yes. What was Monica's character's name? Mia. Mia. And Mia and Lance's house. And I just remember, like, for me, thinking about, oh, this is so lovely. Mm-hmm. You know, that they had money to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to remember any other moments. It's definitely my least favorite of the three. So um, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. You know, one detail I did like, they established that. Mia and what was Melissa D'Souza's character's name? Um, that is Shelby. That Mia and Shelby were line sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when she explained why Shelby why is she there, was such they had to make the that right the connection of her really in the group mm-hmm. because that's the other thing. Going back to the best man, you never believe her and Merch right as a couple right. right. You know, and that's not just a, a chemistry point of view. Just the characters right. don't make any sense. Right. You know, so she would never be with a guy like that. No, not publicly. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I, I didn't want to say, I was like, actually, I did kind of believe that. Like, you did. You, you've never known a couple like that? I don't think so. Like, like she just sort of runs him. Oh, I've definitely known women who run men, but you know, no, but like that though, like, like a glam bot with like a total. Yeah. Race. Yeah. But no. not a, I was going, she wanted him to take the job, but you know, he's going past the bar and be a big time lawyer and she's going to build herself. Like, I love that she was going into reality television. Yeah. In yeah. The, because you could tell she was kind of constructing. She wanted him to be her build a bot. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Want to help them poor children. So there we have the holiday. The holiday. Less said about that. The lesson. <laughs> Which now brings us to the best man, the final chapter. Yeah. yeah. As I like to say, oh, what a mess. Well, it felt like they had started making a film and then something mm-hmm. happened because those first two episodes Clearly, feel like yeah, right. this was a film. Yes. And then we come off the island literally. Yeah. To this. It looked like it was Best Man Island. Yes. Right? And and best Man Vacation. Yeah. Yes. And then they decided they had to make a series because it is they have nothing tonally to do with one another. No. Mm-hmm. The whole plot of Lance getting married almost makes no sense. I mean, all of it is just, yeah. It was a, it was a very strange mashup. I mean, Quentin getting married. Quentin, sorry. Quentin yeah. getting, getting um, married. Even though I, I will say I did like... Um, 
I might just throw up. Was it Nicole Ari Parker? Yes, Nicole yeah. Ari Parker. Oh, she was fantastic. I mean, she's always fantastic. She's yeah. always yeah, yeah. I did like yeah. her having like having like the most fun. Yeah, in, in that, um, and you could tell in the back of her head, she was like, if the wind had blown a different way, I would have been in this move. I would have been in the best man. Right. You yeah. know, I'm showing y'all what yeah. you could have had. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. 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 She's fantastic. Yeah. She's yeah. I, I I liked her in it. Um, uh, that that though you're right. The first two episodes are clearly a, a movie. Yeah. But even then, as a movie, there's parts of it like it's repeating kind of like the same kind of beats. Because now, now TJ doesn't know how to just tell people like I'm making a movie. I'm like, just you pick a freaking movie, man. Right. I almost start. I almost blurted out an N word. <laughs> the truth is not in this Negro. I know. He refuses. If if. If Harper tells you it's sunny outside, you better go look out the window. Yeah. He is the lioness, shadiest dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they exist. I have Just hated them. Law about, like, why do you law? They are my father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What is true? <laughs> like, this dude laws about everything. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. I, like the two of them getting a divorce. I actually said, yeah, yeah. that 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 works. But even her storyline. So you go to the island and now you I mean, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? It looked like she was about to make out with the lady. And she's like, there was just so much mess in this one. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so you're, you're talking about uh, Sonali Ethan's character, yes. Robin, yes. when she meets the chef. Yes. Yes. That scene was the way it was directed. It looked like they were about to be together. Yeah. Really? Yes. I thought so. I did not think And then just her whole thing, like all of it seemed, I thought Sanaa Lathan's character seemed like a white lady discovering the Caribbean. Like the way she goes there. She discovers like the shack. She ate break off it. She did. She ate break off. That was also everyone's wigs were terrible. I mean, there's so much wrong. So much wrong. And then poor Neil Long again continues to be this high powered person who's single. And then when she's not, she gets that guy. You're talking about the, the guy that. I don't even know his name, but like. That dusty peanut head looking yes. dude that yes. she winds up with. Yes. So actually, you want, he actually checks me that dusty peanut head. <laughs> that is the perfect description. <laughs> Cause I was like, this is the dude? Like, cause there's cause there's the brother on the on the island who's like, you know, like he's right. Cause I thought, man, yeah, it was your turn right. in the song. Right. It was a little charming, you know. I was waiting for him to show up later in yeah. the in the season. Yeah. He does it. But this dusty brother from college, Demetrius. And his name is Demetrius. And then I kept thinking, did I miss? A reference to him, right? right. Something else, right. like he's always. But they said right, right, you know? right. Yeah. exactly. There were there were some holes. I mean, and then like um, so much. I mean, I really appreciated that. The, it felt like every episode was also trying to be an after school special. So it was like we're gonna deal with me too. You know, Lance now has a non binary kid. Mm-hmm. You know, over here we gonna do binary. Isn't that what Quentin called Non-bindery. We're going to have a BLM. Like, you know, it was just like every episode had something and it was just too much. I have to say, as a proud Gen Xer. Yes. Surrounded by other Gen Xers who varying degrees of dealing with issues of gender. Yeah. 
I found that a little realistic where they just were fumbling, bumbling. And no, no, like, I wasn't like, upset no, with how they treated it. Yeah, like, it's more yeah. like, why did every episode right, have yeah. to be today's issue? Right. You know? Yeah. No, no, I thought I just thought it was hilarious no. that he just sweet could that, not yeah. wrap their heads around. And it was sweet that Nia Long like, accepted sure, them as well. Sure. So, no, that was fine. But I just didn't understand why every episode was like. We got eight hours to fill. <laughs> I know. That's what it was. That's what it, because oh. beats would just be stretched out for so long, yeah. and people would get lost in the sauce. Birch became an MMA fighter. He becomes an yeah. MMA fighter after almost tackling a white woman in, in the streets. Man, like it, it's stuff that made any sense. But I want to go back to Robin and and the the woman on the island. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why are we going back to that? No, no, only because I didn't read that as them going to be together as, you know, I did read it definitely as like you know all of a sudden she's discovered the Caribbean yeah like like I that didn't make any sense to me so you lived in Brooklyn <laughs> go somewhere am I somewhere outside outside exactly <laughs> this wonderful place in Brooklyn called outside <laughs> if you would like to get some Caribbean influence so I feel that well, what I lost at the end of I want to say the end of that movie, the end of the second episode, mm -hmm. Best Man Vacation, is that her, at least whatever she was falling in love with the island, was awakening something in herself mm -hmm. and that she would either want to visit the island. Mm -hmm. the, the island was going to play a part in some way. Yeah. Sure. The rest of the, the and like she starts all over again yeah. with episode three. And then like her. Like she is one of the characters. Her, again, unfortunately, is the women. Um, Nia Long, who I think just really just get lost, and they try to do something with with um, Candace Regina Hall's character, and that was too much. Too. That yeah, was way too. They they didn't know. She gets me tooed by her professor, yeah. and then she discovers mushrooms. I mean, yeah. it's just like, like what is? Yeah, but she discovers mushrooms. But she also she discovers mushrooms. Then she has like weed. I'm like, they didn't know what to do with her. And the whole me too with the professor. The reason why I didn't like that because the whole time I was appreciating that. I guess they setting you up for the okie doke. Yeah, because you're like you're, you're you're appreciating this character. Yeah, right. And his turn at that point seems very out of the blue, especially because it seemed like he had opportunity to go there before. Well, I mean, I think I think similar to the way the that was realistic dealing with the non-binary child was realistic. That is what happens. I Some of so, our yeah. most beloved. I mean, what did we learn today? That David Aljay, beloved architect, has all these sexual harassment yeah. claims against him. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that is what happens. It is That's the true. people that you admire the most mm -hmm. um, often, you right. know, that then you find out have shady dealings and it's not always, you know, at opportune times, right? It's mm -hmm. like, it's calculated. Right. And at you that know. point in the show, I, I just figured... You were like, they got another... I, yeah, I know it's going to be song with this dude. <laughs> yeah. There's just one more thing. Like, Check he's off secretly her father or... <laughs> like, son, no one's going to be... So right, right. He was going to hit his head and have amnesia. Like, I knew it was going to be something funky with him. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, go. I do like that Jordan said to Harper, I won't be a soft place for you to land. Like, I loved that she finally kind of said to him, go 
do something with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Yeah. Which is also something that happens at a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, all jokes aside about Harper, I am fascinated by how this character moves through this series. Because I do think in the first film, you are meant to like him. Like, he's the protagonist. He's the, you know, obviously he's made this this mistake. Mm-hmm. But I think you are meant to like him. And I do think by the time you get to the third one, the writing has kind of embraced that Harper is not cool. Because mm-hmm. all of the characters, like by the end, all the characters are basically channeling Quentin mm-hmm. in yeah. the first movie. Yeah. Like, dude, you are not cool. Yeah, so, that's very true. Very true. I'm looking at the chat. Um, RMJ Movie Reviews writes that he wishes the miniseries would have delved more into Lance's unpredictable behavior from the grief of losing Mia. And I, I, I'm assuming we're talking about how he wowed out on the on the island, right? And he's going to be football. But he's going to go back to football. And- well, I, I I thought they did delve into it. I yeah. mean, you know, he tries to go back to football. Yeah, recaptures youth. They definitely address these apparent sex workers or special friends that he has around. And then he finds his salvation in also a Caribbean one. Also a Caribbean one. Yes, the, the only person, the only callback from the, from the first from episode. The <laughs> right, right, from the third movie. From the third movie. Uh, yeah. Which I, of all the callbacks, I appreciated that. Yes, yeah. You know, I want to call back that. And Shaw Simmons mentions that Har- Harper is a dummy for writing the book. But taking it to the next movie, Mia let that relationship fester and waited until she was knocking on death's door to fix it. I mean, it's not Mia's to fix. Like, she fixed her relationship with Lance. Right. That's just between them two. Top five. Who's your top five? The top five that I've chosen for this for this week, keeping in theme with the best man, is these are the top five best man wins. So these are the characters that I believe, and we can debate amongst ourselves, come out of this 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 universe, okay, with the best story. Mm-hmm. All right, or at least uh, come out closest. To winning. So like the best of the best man. The best of the best man, as opposed to the worst, because we could go there all day. Um, and starting with number four, which is actually number four slash five, mm-hmm. that would be Merch and Candace, Harold Perrineau, and Regina Hall. Like, because to me, I think that their relationship in this um in the series. First of all, I think that as a couple, they maybe have the best chemistry mm-hmm. of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a shout out to one, just their chemistry, and two, the acting skills of the yeah. two. Yeah, they're both yeah. fantastic. Fantastic actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and the characters themselves, as they are portrayed, I feel the most authentic. They seem to have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They seem to be supportive of one another. They seem to be supportive of their kids. You know, mm-hmm. like they seem mm-hmm. to really um, be a unit and not perfect. Right. You know? Yes. Right. Yes. There was a yeah. scene in watching the the final chapters where Regina Hall was supposed to take the girls to like some mm-hmm. etiquette class, mm-hmm. but then she can't because she's got to go make a meeting with the, with the teacher and she asks this 
uh, merch to take him, and merch has other stuff to do, mm-hmm. and like he's clapping back about it. It's like it's like I don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. Like you know, why are you just going to expect me to do this? And what she says, she, she said, "Okay, I'm going to believe that you know you're expressing yourself, you know, because you're you're upset, but that is my husband and my co-parent." Did you realize exactly what I'm asking you? So I'm going to give you another shot. Mm-hmm. They've clearly been in the counseling. Yes. <laughs> they have some tools. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. And they have the conversation. And then she says, okay, please don't be late picking them up. And she gives them a kiss on the way out. Mm-hmm. Because I am a very strong proponent that no matter how mad we are at each other, mm-hmm. We should still be able to at least give each other, show each other affection, yeah. showing that it ain't that deep, yeah. you know. And that's what I loved about the realness of of that moment, and it just it solidified it to me for that. I agree. They I agree. look like couples I know. Yeah, like they like this looks like a healthy couple that has been together. Yeah, for two decades. Yeah, 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 and I think it's growth out of even the holiday because in holidays, because in holiday, there's a little bit of still like you know, merch don't know what to do type of stuff that didn't ring true. Mm-hmm. Considering that was still um, more than a few years mm-hmm. that they have been together, now twenty years after it, this is this is the rhythm that they've got, and I, yeah. and I loved it. All right, Thomas and y'all would agree with that. Yeah, 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 agree. Oh, very good. All right, all right. I like when I win. Number three. Uh, th- this one is the character of Shelby, played by mm-hmm. Melissa D'Souza, because to as we mentioned, I think for the first time, the actress is given a little bit more to do mm-hmm. in this uh, in the final chapters, of course, more so than anything, any place else. Um, and I think that in doing so. She shows more of her colors, more of a of a rounded character, but without losing the character. She still is very much, you know, like the reality star yeah. type starlet type of girl, you know, kind of like me first, all eyes on me. But by the end of the 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 series, all eyes on me mean all eyes on me and my family. Mm-hmm. You know, checking for her hu- checking for her husband. Yeah. She was there with her husband as he checked on her father, yeah. right? She had a very real relationship with her daughter mm-hmm. because I've watched mothers with their daughter and that yeah. is 100% authentic. Um and uh she was still very present in her friends in her friends life as well. Yeah. And as much as she was about me, she she still acted at the height of her intelligence for the character, mm-hmm. um, and she was still very, very present and there for all of her friends. Like the way, very self aware, mm-hmm. very self aware. And and I thought that considering where she started in this whole franchise, for her to land here was very surprising. They probably brought in if we looked at the credits, they probably brought in some women writers. You would hope so. You would, would hope, hope so. so. I'm going to think so. Yeah. Let's say they did. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I don't, did Malcolm write and direct both one and two? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then with the television series, I mean, you have you to bring it up. In the writer's room. Yeah. Yes. So. Well, so. And they did mention that there, there was a woman, uh, I, I can't bring up her name, but there definitely was a specific woman. Was it woman. Tracy Oliver? No, I think it was, for some reason, I think it was like a Maya or Maya okay. name um, that they brought in who worked extensively on on, on the script and kind of mm-hmm. like made sure like the women were more yeah. present yeah. in this. All right. 
Number two. Number two. It's Quentin Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, because as we mentioned, this is Terrence Howard's best role. It is, man. I don't, I don't care what anybody says about Empire. This is his best no, role. No, it's this, man. <laughs> this is this, Joe. I'm on a sword. Speaking of me, it's good though. Yeah, that's like, he's very good in this. He is. He's very good. He's very yeah. consistent. And yeah, he's one hundred percent consistent, and he is the only one, honestly, the only one in all of these properties who sounds like he's speaking authentically. Yeah, mm-hmm. he sounds very realistic. Right, he sounds like a real person. Everybody else sounds very staged and you know, Huxtably. Right. He sounds 100% real, but very self-consciously. Mm-hmm. You, you know, again, I really do I'm go back to what I said. I think this is very much a reaction to, you know, quote unquote, gangster rap in, yeah. in these kind of movies. And, and but I, I think that also speaks to his character, because as we find out, and I forgot they reference it in The Best Man. He's a rich kid. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't have all that stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of black people have though, you know, I gotta prove that I'm yeah. like, you yeah, know, I've been rich, so I can just sort of be play the guitar behind my back and you know? <laughs> Yes. Amen. And number one, number one, and this is I learned, I didn't believe so, a controversial point. Okay. Uh, and that would be Sanaa Lathan's character Robin. Because I, and I think we've gotten into, our, I certainly have gotten into our other arguments with it. I like where she lands in away from him in Africa. Yes. Yeah. Now, now I know that the discourse that I heard that some people were angry about, you know, him taking her, taking her daughter to Africa away from him. Um, some would argue the further, the better. But, you know, I think for the most part, he was a good father, though. So I don't know if that's necessarily fair. Mm-hmm. But I think to your point. Just from the shady way that he proposes to her, like, well, first of all, kicks off the movie with her right. and then proposes to her at the end of that movie. And then throughout all of these properties, he never, ever freaking learns a lesson. It's all lip service with him. It's all lies. It's all just to get through the mo- the moment to get to the other side. Um, at Sometimes the mo- Jordan. Or, or Jordan. At the time that he tells her about... Um, that she tells him about Africa. Wait, do they go to a specific country or they don't say? It's Ghana. Okay. Um, it, it, at, at, the, at that moment, that is right after they seemingly had like this cathartic moment where he shows up at her, um, like she had some some event. Yeah, that community meeting. Right, that, that was going on at the same time as the premiere and he shows up there, you know? And it's like in that next scene is when... She tells him about Ghana and he still hasn't learned. He's he's already like cringing, you know, like he's just had his, his moment. You, he could afford to take a summer to go to Ghana with with his wife and he can't call himself to do it. She is in the best spot away from Harper. She is Harper less. Hmm. And I think that she has the therefore is the winner of the best man. I don't know about that. Discuss. Uh, only because, I mean, I, her going to Ghana is similar to the Caribbean moment. Like, it still just felt like I've been 
rescued by the native land. I mean, it was just, I don't know. But, but no, it's like cringy. The, the Ghana was something that she had sought out and she had got selected for. None of that felt earned to me in her character. Like her participation in the community event and all of it felt like she was dabbling, which they talk about, right? They do. Like she's yes. always dabbling. From but the very first movie, actually. I, I know. It was interesting. I know. Yeah, it's consistent. But there was just something, I don't know, there was the way, maybe it was the performance or the writing, I don't know. But something in this version made it just gross to me. And I was like not in here for it. But that was just personally. For the world of the story and for that character, yes, she wins by being Harperless. Um, but I don't know if I would choose that as my number one moment. I just feel like there's so many, there's got to be a, a different number one moment. Well, who's the winner then? If she's not the winner coming out of I mean, I might reverse. If she could be spot five and put... Uh, Merchant Candy? Yeah, as the winners. I don't know if I'd use the words winner and loser, but the thing that I like about the resolution of their relationship is, I mean, let's just be real. Part of the reason that she moves to Ghana, it is vindictive. Yeah. Like, that is in there. I actually thought it was really realistic of, you know, how a lot of relationships fall apart. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of anger. And, 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 you know, all jokes aside, I think Harper is a bad person, but that doesn't preclude her doing doing some bad stuff too and i thought that the whole ghana move it's a lot of venom in there yeah and i liked it like just as care as as character development yeah. to your point i think from the best man through holiday through this they have this really it's an overused word, but they have this really toxic relationship yeah. like when you really look at the whole thing the other thing I wanted to say about the best man holiday and them killing Mia. <laughs> Not the, killing Mia. Yeah, they killed him. Well, the best man holiday has this weird energy where it's like the real love story is between Lance and Harper. Like this is the love story, mm -hmm. you know, heterosexual manly. Yeah. But this is the love story. And I was just like, okay, so you, 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 you kill Mia and take her off the board. But then you have this other relationship that is almost like an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of lean into that because I do think that they lean into it in the final chapters where you see this relationship dissolve. Yeah. So that's why I like where she lands. I wouldn't call her a winner. No one wins in an ugly divorce. But I, Sometimes some people say, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I can't go with you on that one, buddy. <laughs> but yeah. All right. All right. Well, there we have a look at the best man universe. The best man universe. <laughs> that was fun. It was. I had a good time. I'm sorry to disappoint you in my choice, but I had fun. <laughs> and that's all that counts. That's all that counts. <laughs> that's all we want. That's you all that counts. There's an older black lady in Cleveland mm -hmm. who used to go to race films <laughs> in the 40s. Mm -hmm. And in her attic is just a reel <laughs> of half of an Oscar Michelle film. Mm -hmm. And then some grad student filled in and they had a showing at the Baltimore Theater, the Senator, 
I love this story. That's what you bring. Yeah. It's it. Okay. <laughs> this ATL. <laughs> I did see that. ATL was good. ATL was good, actually. I love ATL. Yeah, actually, yeah. I enjoyed that. It was fun. Um, all right. Yeah. This has been fun, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you want to learn more about Maori Homes, if you want to take part and be at the Black Star Film Festival, which will be happening here in Philadelphia, August 2nd through the 6th. It is the Black Sundance Festival. It is the best movie festival. Or Sundance is the white black star. I like that. I like that. That's, whoa. No. Just start that hashtag. <laughs> That's right. The black nothing. Yeah. Black star. We'll start the hashtag. Black star can't do that. White black star. They're the white but black yes. star. Make that so. Dylan, make that so. <laughs> All right. All right. Go to blackstarfest.org. Correct. So where you can get it. tickets are available now for all of the all of the showings, all of the film. They, they've moved on up, ladies and gentlemen. Program guide came out this week. Schedule is live. Merch mm-hmm. is available for sale. The merch is banging. I still rock my Black Star sweatshirt every year. Yeah, it's a nice it's sweatshirt. A, it's very nice. It's very nice. We got to get you a Michelle sweatshirt. I realize it. Yeah. You, you you have earned. She has earned. Merch. Give me my four piece. <laughs> She's earned merch. She definitely earned merch. Blackstarfest.org, ladies and gentlemen, get your tickets for the Michelle Mi- uh for the Black Star Film Festival. And the Michelle Mission will will be there. And um um it, we're nailing down the date right now. We're we're telling you soon. So stay tuned for that announcement where we will be appearing at the Black Star Film Festival. All right? And maybe we can coax Bay Area Homes to sit in with us. Yeah. Uh, that's- I have my own podcast to do during right. the film. Oh, I forgot. Yes, right. I forgot. I forgot. She's also going to be on the stage with many lumens. Gets all happy and Mayori, go, we'll go get some cheese steaks. See, why don't you hang out with Mayori, man? Yeah, go ahead and she likes pretzel bites. Wrap it up, anyway. <laughs> don't you? Just say you do. No. Uh, anyway, why are you here? So anyway. <laughs> Before we tell you what we're going to be watching next week, ladies and gentlemen, we invite you to uh, follow the Michelle Mission on all the social media of your choice at Michelle Mission. You can subscribe to the Michelle Mission on YouTube at YouTube.com at Michelle Mission. Join the Facebook group at Michelle Mission. The Michelle Mission is also a proud member of the Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work. And we film every Tuesday at 7 p.m. right here at Junk Junk. Here in Maniunk, where you can book yourself time in Philadelphia's premier video podcast palace. Go to videocontentfactory.com and make it so. All right. Next week on the Michelle Mission, we have another very special live guest who will be joining us from the Be Real Black Cinema Club. Stephanie Watts will be here joining us as we will sit down to review that noir sexy film that I just learned Mayori loves. It's called Jason's Lyric.
Oh, like the adventures of the disappearing accents. <laughs> <laughs> That's next week here on the Michelle Mission. Until then, she's Mayori. He's Vincent. I'm Len, and in parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. The Michelle Mission is produced by Len Webb and Vincent Williams and edited by Len Webb with co-production by Mo Poplar, music by Alexa Gold, and filmed at the Video Content Factory. The Michelle Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network.